0: And I called her because basically she was the only person who knew
1: because I'd been hiding it. Again, just a friend just sent me a quick text checking in.
2: I don't think I've had a time to thank him enough.
1: You are listening to
3: The Weekly Parody, a podcast for unconventional leaders who are dedicated to stepping up, using their voice and making an impact in this world. Hey, welcome to today's episode. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody and I'm your host. This is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. This is airing the day before, so hopefully you are with family or with friends during this holiday season. Um, if not, I hope that this episode is a real encouragement to you. This is on friendship and not only appreciating the friends who are in our lives, but also taking a time to stop and think. Are we being good friends to those who are in ours? And this is a throwback episode. Um, This was from our previous show, and I recorded it shortly after I had found out that a good friend of mine had passed away. And we are both in our early 30s, so this had just come as a huge shock to me, not only because he was so young, but you know when you lose someone, you automatically start thinking, was I a good friend? Did I do the things that... I should have done, say the things I should have said, et cetera, et cetera. And it just puts you in this really reflective state, which can be good and bad. Uh, For me, it just made me want to ask a bunch of questions. And so I reached out to friends, family, and even complete strangers from all over this country and asked them not only to retell a time where a friend had really made a big difference in their life, but also to what they thought it meant to be a good friend. And I wanted to dedicate this episode to my friend Chris, who had been such an incredible friend to me. I remember being in my early 20s and super insecure about myself, and he would always just say, hey sis, just do you, be you, be Heather, that's enough. And those words meant so much to me at the time, and I know I never thanked him for that, but hopefully this episode will encourage you, I know it has encouraged me to say more of what we should to our friends, to our family, and just be more appreciative and verbal about how much we love each other and how thankful we are. So anyway, hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving and this throwback episode of how to be a better friend.
4: I was in an unhappy relationship. I was just complaining. I just was just not satisfied or whatever. My friend said something very simple to me. He pulled me aside one day. He said, Sean, you want more. That's why you're unhappy. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, just what I said. You're not happy with your relationship. There's something that you're missing. There's something that you want, and you're you're not going for it or whatever. For whatever reason, that just kind of stuck with me. And uh, within a week, I ended that relationship. And then within two months, I found you know I found I met an amazing woman and ended up being with her for a couple of years. Didn't end up actually working out in the long term, but I was much happier and I was growing and doing something different.
5: Hey, my name is Laura and I'm from Seattle. You know, I think growing up with my best friend, Michelle, she used to tell me all the time that you're just the way you should be. Because I had a lot of quirks growing up and she would tell me you're just the way you should be. Don't worry about it. It still sticks with me. One of my best friends from like when I was younger, growing up, Danielle, she introduced me to awesome music. And like before she introduced me to that music, I might not have, I like, I listened to some really cheesy, lame things because I grew up in like Pentecostal church and stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but she really changed my life just by introducing me to different music because those musicians impacted me and the way I thought and different like aspects of my life in a big way, honestly, especially as a teenager. So like that's something maybe not so serious and deep, but it really did change my life too.
6: My name is Isabel and I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. (laughs) One friend, a very close friend throughout college. She's one thing that she's always done or that that she always had been doing during that time when it was really difficult for me, she was always there for me. She just showed up without me even having to call her. She brought stuff over. Um, She took me for walks. Something that I appreciate the most about my friends that are close, that actually can come by, um, to just take me for a walk. (laughs) That's the best thing people can do for me and with me. Um, That's when I'm the most relaxed, and when I went through a time period of pretty bad depression, that's what she did. She just picked me up and took me for a walk.
4: Hey, my name is James from Illinois. A close friend went through a very tough experience where uh, their brother and his spouse basically turned on them and said, you're not worth having in my life. Your heart isn't worth it. And they were extremely torn up by this, obviously, and this was very uncharacteristic, it's very difficult for them and I was with them that night in the midst of all their pain they said if they knew what they were doing to me if they knew how much this hurt they wouldn't do it and it was really powerful for me because it showed me how what it looked like to really love someone and think the best of someone even after they had hurt you almost as much as you could be hurt
0: around 2000 when I was in college I was diagnosed as HIV positive and my world just shattered. Mm -hmm. I was living with my best friend at the time and she just carried on, she didn't care. Um, Fast forward about 10 years and I went and got retested and I found out that the results I got the first time were wrong. So they got me mixed up with somebody else, they did two tests and they came back negative. I called her because basically she was the only person who knew because I'd been hiding it. You know, she was at work and everything and she's like, okay, but why are you wasting my time with this? Like, I don't care. Positive, negative, I don't care. And that made me fall to pieces because it just showed me that who I am and what I am to her is more important than anything that could impact my life.
7: I had a friend who was a former like trainer with me, and it was his birthday, and so he was supposed to be celebrated. But what he did is he wrote a note for everybody about all the things that he loved about them. And so for me, that was so impactful because I had never experienced someone who, on their day, their special day, that they showed love to everyone around them.
5: I've had some mental health
0: issues and I've had to been hospitalized. Well, the boys still been there, they haven't left. I've had um, employers at the time that allowed me to keep my job mm-hmm. and were there for me. And actually this has happened a couple times in the last 12 years, been hospitalized twice. But I've had employers that were awesome both times, and my family's still there. They're still there. So that has meant a lot because things had gone the way I intended them to, to fall apart, and people weren't there for me. I wouldn't be where I am. I had connected with someone through an event and online and didn't, um, hadn't met them in person but was going to be working to them and I had an opportunity to meet her at a conference. And I was a little bit nervous because she was super accomplished and we'd been going back and forth for over a month, like anticipating the meeting. And she reached out finally and was like, Laura, this is the session I'm going to be in. I'm going to save you a seat come sit by me.
8: And I was really grateful that she did that because she ended up being someone who I really looked up to. Hey, my name is Mitzi and I, I'm an Air Force brat. So I'm pretty much from everywhere, but longest in Arkansas. So the other day, this gal uh, called me and and said, you know, I just wanted you to know that when I tell your, when I tell my story, uh, you're always in it. And that had Such a really big impact on me. Uh,
1: So, hi, my name is Sarah, and um, about a year and a half ago, my husband and I um, were relocating to South America just for two months um, for work, and we had a very stressful time getting in um, because we decided to bring our dog, and so it was just a lot of trouble with customs and the border and just a lot of stress. We didn't talk about it, you know, to our friends. I don't think we posted anything about it on social media, and then just a couple days after we got settled, one of my friends just texted me and was like, hey, how's it going? Just wanted to see if you guys were getting settled. And it was just so thoughtful just to know that people, you know, back home were thinking of us and caring about us. And it's, you know, these same people. um, Another friend uh, this November, one of my aunts passed away, and I was really struggling. And we were supposed to go to this big uh, Friendsgiving event, and I just really didn't want to go. And I was sad and tired and just frustrated and Again, just a friend just sent me a quick text checking in and saying, I heard you're in town, so I hope you can make it, and I want to see you tonight. And it was just um, really
2: moving and touching. My name is Moise uh, Dukuzimana. I uh, right now live in Little Rock, Arkansas, but I'm from Rwanda. I remember about seven years ago, my friend, his name is Tony, after I had uh, sat for a national test back home after high school, uh, I lived in a village where I didn't have access to internet or I didn't have any TV. And so as the results from the test came out, my friend sent me a simple text saying that he had heard my name on, on television and that he had seen my name on TV. I didn't think much of it but that I think about it. I think he really, that opened the opportunity for me to uh, to be able to 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 go and you know pass the test and right now I'll be here in the USA and able to talk to you right now because had he not done that i don't think i would have known in time because it was uh it was a test that we had to take at a specific time so i think i think that was very thoughtful of him and and that is something that has impacted my life now uh, look, here I am with you know, a beautiful wife and, and children and i don 't think i 've had a time to thank him enough, you know although i 'm a very good friend with him, but um, now that i 'm thinking about it, I think, I think i 'm going to be uh, taking time and, and kind of like reminding my friend that he really uh, has impacted my life in that, in that way
3: so I want to pause here and just be completely honest. I've always struggled in the friendship department. I think we all can agree that it's really hard making good friends. You know, those friends that will stick with you, not talk behind your back, not try to change you, not disappear, all of that. And I complain a lot to Brian because I've always wondered why it's so difficult to find these friends and keep them. I mean, even growing up, I struggled but then when, you know, when I think about it, it's probably because when most little girls were playing princess, I was playing president of the United States and bossing all of them around. <laughs> grown, as a grown up, it's easy to just stop and point the finger at the few occasions when people have screwed me over or hurt me really bad and then just stop trying with everyone else, you know, and lately I've been stopping and thinking like, maybe if I were a better friend... I would have better friends. And that is a really crappy truth. You know, because I think sometimes we get hurt by those few bad apples, you know, and then we just shut down. It's hard to trust people. We just stop trying. But the truth is, we need people. We need relationships. That's what we are designed for. So after asking everyone about the friends in their life who impacted them, I asked them one more question. How could we be a better friend?
5: Just listening sometimes, instead of always being like ready to give a response or ready to have an answer or advice or an opinion. I have have some friends that it's like you can tell them a problem and then they'll tell you, oh, well, I went through this and it's worse or I went through that and it's worse. And like it always turns into something about themselves. And I think I've been guilty of that myself. So um, no judgment on anybody who does it, but makes somebody else feel like, oh, well, I'm just not even going to take the time to tell this thing something anymore because it always turns back to them.
6: I think it's um, just to reach out, even if it's just a text message saying, hey, I was thinking about you. How are you doing today? Is there anything that I can do for you.
4: I think you have to realize being a friend for someone is not about you, it's about them. And ideally you both have that perspective. And so you try to do what's best for the other person even if they don't feel like it, but you try to do what's best for the other person for their own sake and not for yours. And even not for the sake of your friendship. Even if your friend is drunk and you have the keys to their car and they say, no, I'm fine, I can drive, no problem. The thing to do as a good friend is to say, no, I'm keeping the keys. You're not driving, even if it damages your relationship in the short term.
7: Truly, I think that you have to get grounded in yourself. I think that when you practice self-love and developing yourself, then you're able to show up for your friends and be there for them more than if you're not really present in yourself. If you're not, if you don't know who you are and you don't love who you are, then you can't possibly give that kind of love to a friend,
0: you know? I just try to be thoughtful and reach out when I know people are going through a hard time and to be really kind and compassionate to both my friends and myself. Um, you know, sometimes I get my feelings hurt, but I know they're my friends. They're not trying to hurt my feeling and
5: trying to just see life from their situation and perspective. To be a better friend, you need to listen, not say anything. Sometimes people just want to talk and tell you how they feel and what they're going through. And they know what they need to do. They don't really need your advice. They just need you to
8: be there for them. I really think defining the word friend is, is a good thing. It's kind of like the word love. You know, there's a filet or there's a brotherly, there's an affectionate. And with friend, I don't know, like um, to just call someone, hey, friend, flippantly, that's my own personal thing. But it means so much to me, that word friend. So maybe there's just different levels and I'm, and I'm uh, learning how to use that word friend across the board that let my, my actions or my life kind of show the difference. I don't know. Still working on that one.
2: One of the ways that I think we, we, we can be better is to really be uh, selfless. That, that is one thing that is big for me. Now, being selfless means, to me, means that uh, you are willing to do that extra mile for somebody else without expecting anything in return. You see, like we live in a society or world where people put self-interest first, then we tend to forget that uh, selflessness is really a big, uh, a big thing that impacts people. And so, I think as friends, we need to be more selfless in serving other people more than we want to serve ourselves Uh, serving other people before we can serve ourselves
1: i
0: would say be open talk if a friend okay friendships change some of them die you know it's a natural death but if a friend just starts backing away from you and going into something that you know they don't want to talk about be that person that they can talk to even if it's outside your your fear your sphere, excuse me, of knowledge. Be that person that somebody can reach out to. And even if they disappear for a while, make it easy for them to come back into your life. I had another friend who was in an abusive marriage. She disappeared for seven years. And we were all like, we can't talk to her. And then she just reappeared. And she's like, I've been to hell and back. And that made me realize that I could have tried a little bit harder instead of being pissed off that she wasn't answering my messages on time.
1: I think that being a better friend is just about being in the moment. I mean, the social media these days makes it so easy to just think that we're a part of each other's lives because we see what's going on, you know, we see what's happening day to day. We see the big events and we can just give a quick comment, but there's not really any genuine connection there if that's all you're relying on. So being a better friend is just all about taking the moment to make that phone call, make that text.
3: Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have not subscribed yet, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you have a second, leave us a review. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. If you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach, but dedicated to making an impact head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders and we will be sure to add you. You guys have a great week.